Tim Tebow is cut by the Jaguars. He's not going to play in the NFL again. Jamal Adams signs a four-year extension. He is now the highest paid safety in the NFL. Also in the Premier League, we are one week in. A lot of great matches to start this campaign. We'll touch on week one takeaways. Also, I'll give my Premier League predictions. I did make these before the season started, so we'll take a look at that. And the NBA today announced its Christmas and opening day schedule. We'll take a look at that. All of that on this episode of the Hard to Handle Sports Podcast. Let's get started. Tim Tebow is cut by the Jaguars. I think we could all have seen this coming. The only reason Tebow could have potentially made the roster is because of his name, the amount of jerseys he would sell, his connection to Urban Meyer. But if we were to just look at it from the football side, I think Tebow has been out of the game for too long. Um, He didn't succeed as a quarterback. He played a little bit of tight end or he ran some routes with the Jets from what I remember. I remember um, specifically a play where Mark Sanchez threw a ball to Tim Tebow and they kind of used him as a decoy most of the time when he lined up to catch a pass. But this time it was a hot read. Mark Sanchez throws a pass and hits him square in the helmet. He doesn't even turn around. And the announcers were like, hey, if you're if you're you're not just a decoy, you know, turn your head around, look for the ball. So that's my first really memory I have with Tim Tebow and trying to catch some balls, trying to, you know, be utilized as an all around player, not just a quarterback. You know, like, kind of like Tyson Hill, Tyson Hill before Tyson Hill. But it didn't work out too well for him. He couldn't really get a get a spot in the NFL. He tried to do baseball. He was in the minors. Credit to him for, you know, trying to do other stuff, pursuing his dreams. So I, I fought Tebow. I don't fought Tebow at all. So, you know, that was all fun. It's all good for him. I was rooting for him. If he had any if he had any sort of chance to make it in baseball, you know, I was rooting for him. Rooting for him. It was entertaining to see him do that. But once I thought that was it, I thought that meant that was that was the end of Tebow in the NFL. Um, we knew that one of the main reasons he didn't stay in the NFL was because he was, you know, he was set on being a quarterback. He thought of himself as a quarterback. He wanted to make it in the NFL as a quarterback. People were telling him to do a precision 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 change, and he didn't really like the idea. So um, we we kind we all could kind of tell that he he was not an NFL quarterback. His motion was not there. He played with a lot of heart. He could run. He could get some yards. But as a quarterback, he left a lot to be desired. Throwing with that unorthodox throwing motion with his left hand. So for him to be out of the NFL for so long, and finally decide to make a position change at the age of 34, when he had been out of the NFL for so long, and Tebow, he's quick. He's he's agile. He's he, you know he could do a lot of stuff running, but he's not like the most athletic guy out there. He's he's not like a Lamar Jackson. Or like even like a Trey Lance or like a Reg um or um what's R G three. He's not one of these guys that could just, you know, blow back blow past you, you know. Even like a I would say Josh Allen is a better athlete than him. Tim Tebow just played with a lot of heart and you know, he 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 did the most of it in college, but in the NFL it's just a level probably too high for Tim Tebow for a quarterback and to transition into tight end at the age of 34 I just I thought it was such a long shot for him but I was you know I was the NFL is not just a sport it's not just you know you watching your favorite team rooting for them week in and week out it's also entertainment it's the most watched show on TV I know you don't like to call it a show but it's it's entertaining you tune in to get entertained to be entertained for three hours and Tim Tebow if he can't really bring stuff in the field 
he's at least entertaining. He adds to the show that the NFL is. Um, he makes it, you know, the NFL is not just the three hours that you watch your team on Sundays, on Thursdays, on Saturdays, sometimes on Mondays. It's it's the whole week. It's it's like a reality show. Like we love the NFL. We tune into it the whole week on Mondays. You know, we'll see how who gets cut, who who did bad on the team. We we talk about it the whole week. We like to analyze it. We like we get into the players' lives. You know, they get it. They get arrested. They, something happens to a player. We tune into all of that stuff. All the extracurricular stuff. We tune in. Someone gets married. Someone gets a kid. You know, someone's missing practice because of you know, unfortunately, one of their family members dies. We tune in. We know all this stuff. It's it's you know it's put out there. The broadcasters talk about it. The talk shows talk about it. The NFL is more than just the three hours that they play every week. It's it's a show. It's a reality show. It's it's a lot of stuff. So Tim Tebow being back in the NFL picture definitely adds to the show that the NFL is. So I like that. I like Tim Tebow coming back from the, to the NFL in that sense. Yeah, he gives you things to talk about. He's polarizing. He he's such a he's such a character. He's such an enigma that you know you can't help but talk about Tim Tebow. He, he no matter what he does is going to get talked about. So this weekend. This first weekend, this first week of the preseason, we finally got to see Tim Tebow play as a tight end, put the pads on, and, you know, give it a shot. And to be fair, this is, he's 34, he's been out of the game. It's not easy to transition into a new position, especially at the, like, you know, the ripe age of 34 years old. And he went out there and he tried his best. I'm sure he tried his best. Tim Tebow always leaves it all, all on the field. He always gives it his best. But it just wasn't enough. You know, you saw him miss a lot of blocks. You saw him whiff on a lot of blocks. And tight end is one of those positions where you could get others hurt if you don't do your job right. If you need a block, you need to, you know, cover that edge rusher. You need to do a lot of stuff. It's an important position. And for Tim Tebow to miss a lot of blocks like that, to not, you know, get his assignments right, it's tough. It was going to be an uphill battle, and there was a lot of backlash on Twitter. Even when he signed, everyone was saying he's taking a spot from other players. He's taking a spot from up-and-coming tight ends that are looking to, you know, get their first shot at the NFL, make some NFL money, unlike uh, Tim Tebow that's already well off. You know, he's 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 played in the NFL. He's made money in the NFL. He's been a broadcaster. He's been playing baseball. He's, he's a well-known figure. He's going to be set for life. And some third stringer, some guy that, you know, is trying to get his first contract. Tim Tebow is taking that spot. But we all know, not just the NFL, but the world is of connection. So Tim Tebow obviously has that connection with Urban Meyer. So, I, you know, I did. I, I could see where people are coming, saying that Tim Tebow took a spot from someone. But it is what it is. That's how the world works. I just wanted to see Tebow. You know, I was happy that he was back in the NFL just because I said he brings, he's a whole show in of itself. And I was curious to see, you know, I, I was one of I was one of those people that doubted it. I mean, I wasn't rooting against the guy. I just doubted that he could make it. Like, it was just so hard to do the thing he was trying to do, become a tight end at the age of 34 and just, you know, have soft hands, be a good blocker, know how to run routes, know how to be a decoy. Like, tight ends, it's hard. You got to sell the block, go into your route late into the play. You, you got to do a lot of nuances. You got to know how to blog, you know, run schemes, passing schemes, audibles there's a lot of stuff that you got to know and it's just hard and for Tebow you know credit to him for trying but I think we all at the end of the day in the bottom of our hearts 
we all saw this com- coming. If he was going to make the roster, it was because, you know, he knew Urban Meyer and Urban Meyer did him a solid. But regardless, if he didn't make the team, I think Urban Meyer still did him a solid. Still, you know, Tebow was probably chasing a feeling. He was chasing, you know, a memory. He was chasing that feeling of being an NFL player, you know, being part of a offseason, being part of a locker room, being part of, you know, a group of guys with all you know having the same goal trying to help a team trying to win the championship trying to you know uh we've all been part of teams you know we've all played for some high school middle school little league whatever i'm pretty sure even your work you're all a team you all are you know working towards a common goal so i think for t-boy it was just he was missing that feeling of being part of a locker room giving it a chance He, he felt like tight end was a position that he had a chance to transition we know about the nba players that or college basketball players that transition into the nfl gates is like the the main one when gates when antonio gates played in the nfl you would hear it like four times during the game oh ex you know ex basketball player turned tight end so it's not out of the realm of possibilities we've seen people transition into the nfl and the nfl it's one of those um game sports that you could find players playing different other sports and you'll find a position for them in the NFL like basketball players turn into tight ends you see rugby players turn into running backs or defensive ends so it's it's not out of the you know it's not something crazy where someone hasn't played a position and they're just a physical specimen and you find a way to turn them into NFL player so you know there was a slim chance that Tebow could have been like those other people that just transition sports and they're able to do it at the highest level in the nfl but it just didn't work out and now tebow gets to probably go back into the broadcasting go back into the booth talk um and um college game day you know be one of the better analysts out there he he talks with so much passion I, i think that's his calling being a commentator he's really good at what he does when he commentates so tip my hat to tebow for trying it doesn't hurt to try it doesn't hurt to you know hit up your contacts i think we've all done it once or twice in our life where you know we want to get a role we want to get a position and we look through our contacts and you're like hey i have a good connection with this guy he's my old buddy i'm gonna hit him up see if he could hook me up get me a job get me a position at least get me a interview or something that's what tebow did with urban meyer urban Meyer did him solid he probably didn't promise him a position he just promised him a chance and he played one game in the preseason. He did his best. It wasn't enough, but it is what it is. Good job, Tebow. Um, I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting. I hope uh, you don't go away. You know, I hope you don't go off into the sunset. And this is we let. This is the end of Tebow. I'm pretty sure we'll we'll hear you and ESPN game day or something like that. But shout out Tebow. It wasn't meant to be. And sorry to all the fans that bought a Tebow jersey. It was not long lived. He played one preseason game, so. Hopefully you're able to get a refund or you're able to change it for another jersey. But moving along, Jamal Adams signs a four-year extension with the Seahawks, making him the highest paid safety. Four years, $70 million. I think it's well-deserved. Um, when Jamal Adams played for the Seahawks, they were a better defense. Simple as that. When he wasn't there, they were not that good. And the Seahawks, they gave up a lot. Two first-round picks to get him. Um, I think Jamal Adams had all the leverage the Seahawks didn't just want to give up all that capital, all those draft picks to just have a one-year rental. So at the end of the day, I think Jamal Adams was always going to come back to the Seahawks. The Seahawks were not going to let him walk after giving up so much for him. So I'm happy for Jamal Adams. 
well-deserved. He deserves that money. He's been one of the better safeties in the NFL for a while now. And I'm just glad to see him work out a deal with the Seahawks, especially because, you know, he's had this before with the Jets where he couldn't work out a deal with them. The ending was ugly. He finally goes to the Seahawks. You think the Seahawks are going to trade for him and have a deal in place right away. It doesn't materialize. And now it's like we're getting deja vu. Like we've seen this story before. And it's just good to see um, Jamal Adams get signed, be happy, you know, play with that. Next season, he's going to play knowing that, you know, he's secured. He has a four-year contract, $70 million. He has a good amount of money guaranteed. So good for Jamal Adams. You know, I'm happy for him. I hope this, you know, lets him clear his head, lets him play freely, because when he plays freely, he's one of the most aggressive safeties out there. He's not a ball-hawking safety. One of the stats that was going on today was that he's only had two interceptions in his whole career. So that's, that really threw me off. I was like, whoa, like, damn, he's played that long and he's that good of a safety and he only has two interceptions. That's why I was like, okay. But that's not what he's known for. He's he's almost like a linebacker. He, he he blitzes a lot. He's the best blitzing safety in the NFL today, maybe ever. So he's, he's going to be in the line of scrimmage. He's going to go up there and, you know, be an extra body, make tackles behind the line of scrimmage, just patrol patrol the line of scrimmage patrol you know everything that the quarterback is changing out he's he's a smart safety he knows how to sniff out plays and if he's not the best ball hawking safety he's the best safety in the line of scrimmage and he definitely makes the Seahawks defense better so I'm happy for Jamal Adams I hope he has a great year I'm I'm a free agent fan right now but I love the Seahawks they're one of the teams that I root for as a free agent fan I like their colors I like Russell Wilson I, I, I love their Legion of Boom era Marshawn Lynch, all that good stuff. Their fans are crazy. That stadium always is rocking. So Seahawks are not a bad team to root for. I like the Seahawks. I'm happy for Jamal Adams. And now I'm interested to see if the Seahawks make any other moves. You know, as presently constructed, I don't think the Seahawks have enough to make it out of the NFC and to win the Super Bowl. I think the in the NFC, the Bucks are still clear of them. I still rate the Packers which with uh, Aaron Rodgers ahead of them. And then after that, there's maybe another team ahead of them. The Seahawks are definitely in the top four teams, but I think there's a gap between the first two and then the Seahawks. So, and then in the AFC, I think the the Chiefs are definitely ahead of them. So, you know, they're, they're definitely in the top five, top six, top seven teams, but they're in a tough division. We'll see how the Niners bounce back. We'll see how the Cardinals bounce back. We'll see how the Rams do. So toughest division in the NFL and they're in the NFC. So it's going to be a tough outing for the Seahawks, but at least they get their guy. They signed Jamal Adams to a four-year $70 million extension, uh, $38 million guaranteed. So good for Jamal Adams, good for the Seahawks. They get to get moving forward. They don't lose out on their investment. Um, so it's just good for all parties. I think this is a good contract. That he, I think he deserved it. He's only 25 years old. So when the contract's up, he's going to be 29 still he could still cash in in another deal so i'm happy for the jamal adams i'm happy for the seahawks and now we'll see how the seahawks do 12 men if you guys are here comment below how do you guys think the season's gonna go i'm I'm predicting maybe like a 12 and 5 season for the seahawks and you know hopefully they move deep into the playoffs but we'll see uh moving along the premier league is back the premier league is back the first weekend is in the books, but first I want to talk about my Premier League predictions. These I know we're one week in, so they're a little late, 
my bad. I have I was moving, you know. I was trying to build a bed. There's a lot of things I was doing in my life. So I'm sorry. I know I know these predictions should have came before the season started, but I did tweet them out before the season started. I tweeted them on August 13th. So at 10 a.m. Western Pacific time. So I'll, I'll put the tweet up here just so you guys could verify that I did tweet. I did do my predictions on Twitter before the season started. But let's get started. My Premier League predictions for the 2021-2022 season are as follows. I think I'll go from 20 to 1. So I think the teams that are getting relegated is going to be Watford, Norwich City, and Burnley. Surprisingly, I have Brentford, Sir, Brentford surviving at 17th. Southampton, I have them surviving 16th. Newcastle, 15th. Brighton and Hove Albion, 14th. Crystal Palace, 13th. Aston Villa, without uh, Grealish anymore, 12th. West Ham, 11th. Leeds United, 10th. Really enjoyed their, their football last year. Wolves, 9th. I'm a Wolves fan. I'm optimistic that they'll have a bounce back year. They lost in week one. We'll touch on that in a little bit. But I have Wolves, number 9. Everton, number 8. Arsenal, 7th. Tottenham, 6th. Leicester, 5th. Manchester United, 4th. Liverpool, 3rd. So now there's two teams. City, 2nd. Chelsea, 1st. I have Manchester City as second place and i have chelsea winning the premier league i like chelsea i like tuco i like what they're doing since tuco took over they're just super organized they know what they play for they have their style at defense mendy is a great goalkeeper you bring in you bring in um lukaku to shore up your offense um he's definitely going to put away the chances that werner was missing last year um, I think that it frees up their wingers. I think Pulisic is going to have a great year, a big year for Chelsea. Playing, you know, alongside Lukaku is just going to open up that wing for him. The defense is always going to have to put bodies on Lukaku, even if he's having an off day or an off month or an off couple games. Lukaku is such a physical presence. He's such a big guy. He's so strong that you're going to have to put a body or two on him, and it's just going to open up that whole offense. He's he's a good postman, too, so he, he could just back a player up, play off of him. That's a big signing. That's one of the biggest signings, in my opinion, for the Premier League. United look really good, so they, I might have them too low as four. I think they actually could compete for the Premier League. Liverpool is going to bounce back. I think this is going to be one of the best Premier League seasons in a while, I know we say that a lot before the season. I know we go, we almost go into every season thinking like, "Damn, this is this is shaping up to be one of the best seasons ever." Like you know, all these chances, all these moves in the off season, all these transfers. I think we hear it every time, every season, or every start of the season. You're like, "Damn, this one has the potential to be the best season in a while." And for the most part, it's always true. I feel like the the Premier League um, football worldwide in general is just getting better and better every year. You know, there is some stuff that gets annoying sometimes, some touchy calls, some VAR, all that stuff. But for the most part, I think football is getting better. It's entertaining. I love it. I mean, there is some nostalgic soccer that I missed back in the day, um, like Jogo Bonito and stuff like that. But for the most part, like the storylines are getting better. The coverage of football is getting better. There's more shows out there. There's more coverage. There's more. You can just follow your team that much deeper year in and year out. So I love that. Uh, the coverage is just better. We get documentaries. We get, 
you know, everything. Like, Amazon has done team coverages. There's so much stuff that is presented to you every year. So I get, I get, I get why every season, or it feels like almost every season we go into, we go into it thinking, damn, this is going to be the best season ever. And I, but more, more than the other seasons, I think this season just feels amazing. Like I'm so excited for the Premier League this season. Chelsea looks like they're legit title contenders. City, obviously the champions, they just signed Grealish, a hundred million dollar man. Liverpool look like, you know, they're going to make some noise. They're going to come back. You can't give up on Klopp's Liverpool. They're amazing, too. Manchester United looks like they're finally ready to compete for the title. Sancho, you know, Varane, they're ready. They're, Manchester United look like this is it. This, the drought might be over. Leicester City, Cinderella story. It's always easy to root for Leicester as a neutral. We'll see how Tottenham does with Nuno. We'll see if Kane leaves if he stays we'll see how far you know son could carry them arsenal arteta how, how much longer are they going to give them everton you know, they, they got some good players wolves hopefully they bounce back i'm a wolves fan leeds united they're always going to propose they're always going to send people forward this premier league season looks like it's going to be a great season i'm super excited for it one, one more time top to bottom chelsea city liverpool manchester united leicester tottenham arsenal everton wolves leeds West Ham, Aston Villa, Crystal Palace, Brighton, Newcastle, Southampton, Brentford, Burley, Norwich City, Watford. Those are my predictions. Those are who I think are going to win the Premier League. I'm very excited. I'm, I can't wait for the season. I'm so excited. This is going to be a fun season. What do you guys think? Um, let me know your guys' prediction. If you if you don't want to do you know the top twenty, at least give me your top four and your relegation who do you think is going to get relegated who do you think is going to make the champions league maybe even who's going to make europa any any you know what's your wild prediction of the season i think for me i didn't really say anything wild maybe chelsea winning i think that was a lot of people have city winning it so chelsea but i think chelsea is you know one of the favorites too so i don't think i'm going too high on a limb arsenal seventh they might even be lower wolves at nine i think i saw a lot of people have wolves towards the second half of their um rankings i think brentford surviving um i think a lot of people had them being one of the bottom two or even like the last team so have brentford surviving it's a good it's a good storyline it's a good it's a good feel good story if they're able to you know stay in the top division for at least one more year but yeah let me know what you guys think about my predictions you know Call me a wanker. Tell me, tell me what I did wrong. What's wrong with it? Um, but yeah, I think I think these predictions are not too bad. I think I did a pretty solid job. I think we could revisit these maybe one more time after the transfer window closes in the halfway of the season, maybe during the winter transfer, and then we'll definitely revisit them at the end of the season to see how we did. So, if you guys want to join me in the predictions, you know, tweet at me at uh h2h sports underscore or just leave your comment on the youtube video and let me know what your predictions are top four full 20 i'll go through all of them full 20 top four relegation just let me know what you guys think or you could just say you're champion chelsea from for me is a champion as a neutral or as a wolves fan i think chelsea's gonna win they they just look they look loaded i like Tuko a lot like i said they're organized Lukaku, in my opinion, is one of the biggest signings in the Premier League, and I'm I'm ready. This Premier League season, everyone made moves. 
in the, for the most part on the top. United retooled. City made a big splash. Liverpool made a couple of signings. Chelsea made the big one. Some other ones. You know, it's looking good. The Premier League season is looking good. I'm very excited. Definitely tune in to the Premier League. It's going to be an awesome, awesome year. But let's recap match day one. Match day one of the Premier League was exciting. It was amazing. It was refreshing to see the officials officiating, holding their whistle more in their in their mouth, not blowing it, not calling everything a penalty. I think it was a welcoming sight. I think we're all happy to see those tacky small fouls not being called anymore. So that's a win. I hope it stays like that the whole season. They did take our you know our complaints into consideration. So I'm very happy about that. But week match day one scores Brentford to Arsenal zero. Brentford surprises Arsenal. Arsenal starts on a terrible form. Um, how long is Arteta gonna stay? They play, they have a tough schedule. Arsenal play, I believe City and Chelsea next. Uh, yeah, they have Chelsea next, and then they play Manchester City. So they could potentially be um, 0 for 3, three weeks into the season. Not the start Arsenal wanted. Brentford, who hadn't been in the Premier League in like 70 years, first time in the Premier League, they beat Arsenal. Just some crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, I think Arteta will probably be gone by Christmas Day. This Arsenal team is not good enough. They just signed um, that guy from Real Madrid today. Um, I forgot his name. What's his name? Um, yeah, they got Odegaard. So they signed Odegaard. He should help them, but I don't, I don't think he moves the needle that much for them. They're still not playing um, good football. So we'll see how long Arteta keeps his job. I don't think he makes it to the end of the season by by, by no means. I think Christmas, by Christmas, I think Arteta's gone. Manchester United put the whole league on notice. They beat Leeds United 5-1. Rashford looked good. Pogba looked good. Um Greenwood looked good and you know that was without Varane and they're j- that was without uh, Sancho really getting into it so they're only going to get better Manchester United this might be the year that they get it all together and they establish themselves as a real title contender as a real important team in the Premier League Leicester City 1-0 against Wolves Leicester looked pretty good solid um my man Vardy is still scoring goals still being the leader He's getting older in age. You know, we don't know how many more good years he has, but he still looks fine. He, he's the lead Fox. They did good. Wolves, this was a key game for me as a Wolves fan. I wanted to see how they were going to come out. Raul Jimenez looked good, but he looked a little timid. He seemed to be, you know, working his way to the right too much. I think he's a little timid getting those headers going. We'll see how his confidence goes as the season goes. But overall, I think the Wolves showed some promise. I think there is potential to have a top 10 upper half of the league table finish. There was a lot of chances. Wolves need to work on their finishing, but I think promising start for the Wolves. They should have put their chances away, but I predict Leicester City is the top five team. So for Wolves to, you know, play, keep up, look like they belong with Leicester City. It's, you know, it's, it's we'll take the positives with the negatives. Leicester City beats Wolves 1-0 at home. Chelsea, Crystal Palace, Chelsea beats them 3-0. Strong start for Chelsea is exactly what I expected. I think they're going to be contenders the whole way. They might be, they might trail City, but I think at the end of the season, Chelsea's going to be the champions. Watford beat Aston Villa 3-2. Surprising. I have Watford being relegated, so 
Good for Watford. Everton 3-1 against Southampton. We'll see how Everton does. Um, I think they have... Who's their new manager? Um, well, excuse me. I, I forgot his name. Was it... Uh, was it the ex-Real Madrid coach? And then... Uh, where's the coach? Benitez. Rafa Benitez. There you go. I forgot his name. I'm, I apologize. Rafa Benitez gets his first victory with Everton. Ex-Liverpool coach took them to the UCL. Now he's on the other side of town. 3-1 for Everton. You know, Everton's one of those teams that has a lot of talent. We'll see if they're able to crack into Europa. I think I have I think I have them as eighth or what I have them. Yeah, eighth. So I have them finishing top top ten. And they're one of those teams that could potentially finish higher than my prediction. Brighton two, Burnley one. Um, Liverpool three, Norwich City. Liverpool look good. Like I said, they're definitely going to be in the race. I, I have Chelsea winning, but in my opinion, there's about all four, all top five teams have a chance to win the league. Chelsea, City, Liverpool, United, even Leicester. It would be fun to see them win again. I think all of those five teams, Leicester's kind of hit with injuries, so maybe not as much. They're not as deep, but Chelsea, City, Liverpool, United, I think they're all going to battle it out to the end of the season. So they all, for the most part, started strong. We'll get to City in a little bit, but Liverpool beat Norwich 3-0. They look convincing. They looked exciting. It was a fun match. But let me just say, it was great to see fans back into the stands, to hear the goal, that Brentford versus Arsenal game, to hear the roar of the fans when they took that 1-0 lead. Um, and it was a nice shot, too. That was a great goal by Brentford. And when they took that 2-0 and they kind of sealed the game, to just see the fans going crazy and their emotion and you just see them shouting and it's a packed stadium and you could actually it's like the the stadium has its own heartbeat it has its own voice that was amazing to see uh not if you're an arsenal fan but Bradford arsenal kicked off the season and it was great to just see the fans back out there back to the results west ham four newcastle two west ham look good good for west ham we'll see how they do this uh this season uh what's his name uh, they look really good. Uh, I'm happy for Moyes. He looked good. Um, we'll see how they, we'll see how they keep up this season. Ben Rama, he's one of the players to keep an eye out. He scored a goal. He looked good. We'll see how he does for West Ham. He's a player to look out for this season. Uh, ben Rama, and the last, the last game, Tottenham surprising win against Manchester City. Most people's title favorite, the reigning champions, Tottenham gets the 1-0 victory over Manchester City without Harry Kane in their new stadium, packed with fans. It was a great game. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium was rocking. Beautiful stadium, by the way. I've never been to England. I've never been to the United Kingdom. I want to go. I want to go to this stadium. It looks amazing. I'm not a Tottenham supporter, but I am a Nuno supporter. You know, he brought the Wolves to the Premier League. He, three great seasons with the Wolves in the Premier League. And I love the men. I I respect the men. I love the men. Um, I do agree the Wolves needed to turn the page and, you know, look in a different direction. But I support him. I'm always going to support Nuno. And it was great to see him beat City. It looks like he has Pep's number. He's had a lot of victories against Pep. And, you know, they played counterattacking football, and Son is just a monster. That goal that he scored, solo goal, Son is underrated, criminally underrated. I want him at Real Madrid. But, yeah, those are your scores for the Premier League. A lot of good 
football that was played this weekend. Bradford to Arsenal 0. That's probably the upset of the week. Bradford gets their first victory in the Premier League in like 70 plus years. United looks solid against Leeds. Wolves show some fight. I'm happy for that. I'm happy for that. We took a loss, but not too bad against Leicester 1-0. Chelsea 3, Crystal Palace 0. Chelsea, my title um, selection. Watford 3-2 against Aston Villa. Everton 3, Southampton 1. Burnley 1, Brighton 2. Norwich 0, Liverpool 3. Liverpool look good too. West Ham 4, Newcastle 2. And Tottenham with the upset over Man City 1-0. Those are your results for the Premier League Week 1. Let me know what your takeaways are. It was a great weekend of soccer. I'm looking forward to match day two. It's going to be a great weekend. I'm already excited. This this whole Premier League season, I'm telling you, it's going to be a great, great season. You guys got to tune in. You got to wake up early if you're in the United States. Just watch these games. They're going to be amazing. It's going to be the best season in a while. I, I can predict that. I feel it. The fans are back. Football is back. I love it. Uh, go Wolves. But moving along, let's get to the NBA. The NBA just revealed its Christmas schedule and its tip-off schedule. On opening day, we have the Nets versus the Bucks, the Warriors versus the Lakers. Two star-studded games. The Nets, they should be at full force against the reigning champion Bucks. Trophy presentation, ring presentation. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be electric. Giannis against the, you know, the Nets big three with... Drew Holiday with Middleton. Uh, we'll have Kyrie back. Harden should be healthy. KD is going to be a great matchup. They had a great playoff series. You know, that's a rivalry that's brewing. They don't like each other. It's going to be great. And the Warriors and the Lakers. The Warriors should be back at full strength. Clay, Tom- Clay Thompson's back. Curry just got his second $200 million contract. Um, their rookie looks good. Draymond Green just got a gold medal with the U.S. team. Lakers with Westbrook, A.D., LeBron, all those old heads, all the retirement home team that people like to call them. It's going to be another matchup. The Lakers and the Warriors should be two dangerous teams, probably the two most dangerous teams in the West this year with Kawhi being hurt. And then the other the other matchups for that week, the Celtics versus Knicks, two marquee teams, two marquee markets, Boston and New York, and then we have Nuggets versus the Suns, and then on Thursday we have Mavericks versus the Hawks, Luka against Trey, you know, the two players in that draft day trade, Clippers versus Warriors, um, and then Friday, Nets versus 76ers, Suns versus Lakers, two marquee East teams against two marquee West teams, NBA t- tip-off to 2021, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday from October 19th to October 22nd is going to be amazing. The NBA is close. We're like two months away from the NBA coming back. It's amazing. Sports are coming back. Fans are coming back. The summer of sports is almost over. We had a great Olympics. We had a great Cold Cup. We had a great Euros, great NBA finals, but we're getting ready for that fall season. NFL is almost back. NBA's you know, releasing schedule. It's a good time to be an NBA fan. You know, schedule's coming draft already happened things are ramping up next thing we know the season's gonna be here and we have some great opening week tip-off schedule to to you know get us started get us ready for the rest of the season and uh the christmas games let's talk about the christmas games real quick they just got released today we start off with the hawks against the knicks love that game we we all know what trey young did to the knicks in the playoffs he's the number one 
hated player in New York. We'll see if the Knicks with Campbell Walker are able to shut him down. And then we have Celtics versus Bucks. Two good East teams going at it. And we'll see how the Celtics are doing by then. If they're going to make the playoffs. They're, they're going to be a uh, contingent in the East. Warriors versus Suns. Probably the, the funnest team in recent history is the Warriors. And probably the funnest team last year, the Suns going at it. That should be a very entertaining matchup. I'm going to tune into that for sure. And then the two, to close out Christmas Day, the Nets versus the Lakers. Amazing NBA Finals preview, in my opinion. The Nets big three against the Lakers big three. KD against Westbrook. Harden against Westbrook. KD against LeBron. It's it's just going to be an amazing game. You got to tune into that. And to close out Christmas, you got the Mavericks against the Jazz. Two, two teams that should be in the playoffs for the West. That's a really, very good schedule for the NBA. It's going to be amazing. I'm excited for the NBA. It seems like the the NBA Finals just happened. We're just congratulating Giannis. We're just congratulating the Bucks. And, you know, things move fast. Time flies, and we're already releasing the schedule for next year. I'm, I'm excited for the NBA to come back. I'm excited to go to an NBA game. I'm excited for Christmas. I'm excited for opening day. I love sports, man. This is great. It's always great when in the offseason you start, you know, the draft comes, the schedule starting to get released because you're like, you can start smelling. You can smell the season coming. You're getting pumped up again. You start thinking this is our year. We're going to be champions. I love my rookies. My veterans still got some. We all we all know that feeling. We all feel that way. And it's just great. I'm, I'm a Laker fan, but I'm an ABA fan too. And just seeing these Christmas schedule, seeing this tip-off schedule, it warms my heart, and I'm excited for this NBA season. I know everyone else is. There's a lot of good teams, the Lakers and the Nets specifically, but the Bucks are going to have something to say. The Celtics could bounce back. We'll see how the Hawks keep improving with Trey Young. Collins just got paid. The Suns are still going to be there. We'll see if CP3 has more left in his legs. It's just going to be a fun season, man. I'm super excited. Let me know what you guys think. What do you guys think about this Christmas and opening day schedule some people were saying that Jokic the MVP should have got in a opening day um, game maybe but I think the games that they picked are solid games so we'll see we'll see how they do we'll see how these games play out sometimes you know injuries happen teams don't play as good as they should have and you're left with uh you know disappointing games going into it like it could be like December 10th and you're like damn this Hawks versus Knicks game is going to be trash. You know, the Knicks are not the team we thought they were. They're at the bottom of the standings. The Hawks aren't doing so hot, and we have a we have a whack game to start us off. But right now, when, when they're released, I'm excited for all these games. They all look good. Hopefully, everyone stays healthy. Hopefully, all these teams perform up to their capabilities, and we go into Christmas. We go into opening day with just amazing games, and I'm excited. I'm excited, like I said. Go Lakers. I predict Nets versus Lakers finals. We'll, we'll get into that when the season gets closer. But what I'm seeing, I like it. Christmas Day and opening day, opening week look good. Tip-off looks good. Christmas days look good. Um, Yeah, let me know what you guys think. Should, should another team have gotten some better matchups? It, it is crazy that uh, the Nuggets didn't get a Christmas game. He is the MVP. I would say that the Nuggets should have probably gotten a Christmas day game just because he's the mvp but 
it is what it is. You know that you know we all know the NBA has some of its favorites. They 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 think highly of some players rather than others. Joe Kitch, he's a great player, but you know he's a big guy. He doesn't move as fast, but he is flashy. I would say he is flashy. He makes some crazy passes. I, I do agree with some people saying that he should have a Christmas Day game, but it is what it is. Um, I'm just excited for the NBA to come back. That that when the NBA and the NFL overlap, that's the best time of the year. You watch the NBA the whole week. You get to Thursday. You watch a little NFL. You watch the NBA Saturday, Sunday. NFL comes back. Monday, you, you have some NBA games. You have NFL. And then NBA carries you through the week. And you just rinse and repeat. And that's the best time of the year for me, in my opinion. And there's always football on the weekends, too. Champions League in the mornings on the weekdays. It's just that's when all three leagues, for me, since I'm, I am a multi-sport aficionado, when all those three leagues combined, it's just amazing. So I'm just glad that these schedules are coming out. I'm getting, I'm gearing up for winter, for fall, to watch these games, you know, to be wearing my flannels and watching these games. But yeah, that should do it for this episode, you guys. Episode number 61. Uh, I might do some predictions for uh, match day number two in the Premier League. Keep in touch with that. And tweet at me your predictions for the Premier League or what do you think about these christmas day games and tip-off games Um, but that should do it thank you for listening thank you for supporting the podcast my name is ismael san juan have a great rest of your day